Hi and welcome to Straight Talking with Fiona Mack and this evening we're talking women in sport, Gaelic sports specifically uh, and I'm here with uh, guest Grace Clifford, captain of the Kildare Seniors Ladies Team so I'm delighted to have you here. Yeah no thanks a million I'm delighted to be here as well. And um, thank you very much for coming along so I, I just let's get straight to it. I have a, a list of questions from my daughters <laughs> and my daughter's friends and for oh pe- from people contacted us I told people that we were going to have you on the on the on the show so lots of interest about women in sport in yeah. in general but and also specifically in in you how did you get interested in in football in the in the first place so I suppose I'm from Eastown which if you know Eastown, um, there's a school, there's a football yeah, pitch, yeah. there's a hall and there's a church. So and a very sharp turn up towards the there pitch. Is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you didn't play football, there wasn't really much else to do. So you kind of fell into it, which is what happened with myself. So um, you just I, I was playing with the school and then I was playing with the club. But with the club team, um, you were play, I was playing with the boys up until probably maybe 12, you know, that kind of age group. Um, and I would have played them with the school team as well and uh, I just I loved it you know I loved getting so out So were you the only girl playing with the boys or were there many other girls playing because Heathstown was one yeah. of the, the, the first clubs wasn't it It to, was to, one to, the to first. play and join the yeah, LGFA It was and, yeah. um, There would have been maybe five or six of us playing with the lads and then there was a girls team as well but see then you could play with the boys so we played with both you know but um, I suppose then when you kind of got to 12 and you you know yeah. you kind of realised you know you just wanted to play with the girls yeah. then and that's when you kind of just focused in, but um, I was really lucky to be from Eatstown, you know, a place that really is a huge like ladies football club, really successful, yeah. you know. Um, and when I suppose people are kind of at that age where you're dropping off and you're hitting your teens, you know, I was 12 and the Eatstown ladies team were in the junior final in 2006. And I remember up until that point, you know, going to games and you'd be going on the bus to Crow Park and you'd be, you know, in amazement looking at the, the facilities, the pitch, you know, and looking at the Kildare men playing and you'd be, you know, dreaming that you could be, you know, playing in the future there. But um then to be going then in 2006, then the first time going on a bus then to go and see a ladies match, you know, and it being the entire parish uh, mm. on the bus. And um, so that would kind of set the tone, you know, Eastern is a really good club for that equality, definitely, you know, and a, a really good place to, you know, have as a club, you know, to always back the, the ladies team and stuff like that because we've been so successful. Not that the men aren't successful, but, you know, the yeah. women have been really the kind of yeah. the heartbeat of the club and... Uh, that really kind of got my interest. I just remember being at that match and kind of looking at the girls on the pitch and thinking, wow, they're deadly. That's what I remember thinking. So oh my were, God, I want to be there. You were lucky with the, with the, the club in that they were yeah. supportive of women's football oh maybe my God, before yeah. a, a lot of other clubs Absolutely. sort of came on board. Yeah. yeah, like I think, you know, to have two busloads of people going to a game that was a couple of hours away, you know, says a lot. Um, and I even remember they had one, I think it might have been the quarterfinal or one of the Leinster rounds was in Eatstown and they had to have a proper barrier around the pitch and the whole club nearly stopped, you know, getting the pitch ready for, for the for the ladies game, which, you know, I think other clubs don't even have that now, you know. So yeah. it's just, it's really good. So definitely that's a huge reason why I'm definitely still playing, you okay. know. Okay. Definitely. And who who were your role models at the time? You know, this whole thing of can't yeah. see, can't be. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge yeah. believer in that, you know, we need more role yeah. models in terms of coaching and and you know helping out and management in clubs and the, the whole thing but obviously mm. the most important thing is the players you yeah know, who, so who were you looking up to who can you remember when you, um, were, when you were younger definitely you know it would have been men's players up until maybe that kind of 12 until I went to that the, the game started going to the ladies games in the club um, and definitely one person was Denise McDonough who played and at the time she was playing I think with Mayo as well but she was playing with Eatstown she was in the army so she was based in the Curra we have a couple of transfers you know who still do who were in the army and uh, she was one of those and I just remember thinking oh my god she was really cool at the time you know the bandana was really in yeah, and she had yeah. the badan- bandana on and the socks up to the knees and I remember thinking oh I want to be like her you know yes and uh, and that's kind of I I suppose I always want, you know, I was wanted to definitely train like her as well. I remember having underage training and I'd see her on her own with the, there was like a SNC coach and she'd be doing stuff on her own, just one-on-one with him. Um, and I remember thinking that's who I want to be like, you know, and definitely she's always stood out as one person that I always looked up to. So is there a moment then, and there's a lot that happens mm. in the middle between that and where, where you are yeah. now. So I want to go into that a little bit more as well, but... Has there been a moment where you've been playing or where you've lifted a cup or gotten a medal or whatever it is where you've gone, oh, my God, I'm actually doing what 
what I wanted to do yeah. as, a, as a child? Like, has there been a moment where it sort of hit you? Definitely. I remember um, when I was called to the under 12 Kildare team. That was that year. So it was all a big year, you know, I was in sixth class and, you know, yeah. the ladies are after doing um, what they had done. And I remember we were at the Blitz in Carlo. That's what they would have done at the time. And um, I remember just, to be honest, it probably sounds very cliche, but it was being handed the Kildare jersey for the first time. And I kind of thought, you know, this is what I want to do. And I remember um, our coaches at the time were so into it. You know, they were I, we were getting this big motivational speech. And I remember thinking, God, it's not like in the it's it's like exactly in the movies when they're yeah. in the matches, you know, and, yeah. and the person at halftime or before the match gives that big passionate speech. And I was thinking, yeah, this is exactly kind of the dressing room. This is what I want to, to do, you know, for the for the rest of my life or football and, career. And to to drill down and a little bit into what, you know, the sacrifices that it takes mm. to to get to the, the level that that you're at obviously I have two daughters myself yeah. two daughters and a son my son is into the the rugby but my two girls are are, are playing Gaelic and they're playing county you know for yeah. um for the last couple of years or whatever and absolutely obsessed with it mm -hmm. and you know they got me to get your right. autograph <laughs> and all the rest you know I mean they were so disappointed yeah. they couldn't come here tonight to meet you because they're gone to gone to training, training but yeah. um one of the questions that Aaron had for me, my my uh, 13 year old was, how do you balance um, your training? So how much training did you do as a as a as a younger person, you know, when you were going to school and how did you balance it with your with your homework? So I wasn't great at the balancing of the homework. Um, I would rush through it at the end and try to get out. But um, definitely when I was growing up, I always had a football in my hand, you know, mm. Um I was from a country school, so at lunch we were playing a match against each other. The boys and the girls didn't matter, matter, you know. And uh, the same when I was at home, I grew up on um, a road with a lot of my family on the road and we'd all, you know, be playing, like whether it be soccer or, or Gaelic football out in the grass. And um, definitely that kind of, you know, was something that I just always did. So I suppose then balancing the homework, I just was like trying to get that done as quick as possible. So I can't yeah. say I was one of those model students. Um, and I nearly used to sign up for every sport to be getting out of school. So I wasn't great. Yeah. But um, so the balance is hard. The balance yeah. was was hard, you know. Yeah, definitely when it got to secondary, that was when it became probably, you know, a little bit more difficult. Um, it was it was a fine all the way up until probably fifth year. And that's when I got called up to the senior panel. Um, so you're going from, you know, training all year round nearly you know and training more than your typical and were you training both senior and uh junior in fifth year or so I would have been with the minors and the seniors at the, the time yeah and the seniors yeah at the same time um, which is, a, is, is it was difficult yeah yeah huge and I kind of I remember speaking to my mom about it and she was saying you know you need to get a good leave insert and I was like oh but you know this is a huge mm. opportunity and she actually had spoken to one of the teachers and said um in fifth year she was like you know Grace is being called up to the senior team there's a lot of training and it's you know it's it's not even the training it's you know the games on a Sunday you know you're driving to Donegal on one Sunday and you know you wouldn't be back till you know 11 o'clock at night and you have to get up for school and you're training late and you have meetings and you know there was just huge huge I suppose huge commitment to it and uh, she was like just why don't you give her the chance and see how she balances it and I don't know I just kind of just went with it and just did it mm. you know I did the after school study I remember from half four to half six got everything done and then straight to training and it was what I loved to do it was my outlet you know it was it yeah. was a way of kind of you know it was what I enjoyed you know and I loved being around the girls and we had great crack and you know it was just it was like living a dream I suppose you know particularly at that time when you're I was so young and even in school they were brilliant St Mary's were it's a really good sporting school um, and you know it'd be over the intercom you know on the Monday you know well done to Grace who played with Claire Seniors you know and you'd be you know you might be really red yeah, but like so these different really got behind got really well, behind yeah. yeah you know and they all kind of add up um, and kind of makes you feel like the commitment is yeah. worth it you know yeah. not that it's just for that for the recognition but you kind of feel like you know putting in the work is across the issue of because obviously I, I never played Gaelic I, believe it or not even at my height I played basketball <laughs> Um, so I've, I'm learning as as I'm going, yeah. you know, and I'm one of the, the mums that has been sucked in off the off the yeah, sideline. You know, they, they say never go and get water <laughs> for the water bottles or that's it. You know, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. in for you're in for absolutely. life. Absolutely. But and I, I absolutely love it. But I am only, you know, really starting to learn about the structures mm. and, you know, about the equality in terms yeah. of, you know, the 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 allocations of funding and money and pitches and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, but one thing before before I go on to that is around the age group at which girls start to 
sort of peel yes, away from yeah. from the Gaelic football after about 14, 15 years teens, of yeah. age. Yeah. yeah, And I can even see it now with my, my own girls being called up to play for, for minors. Yeah. And I don't think they have quite the same difficulty uh, in the men's football, you yeah. know, having the numbers at the right age, yeah. you know, for the for the for the teams. What is it about that age for for girls or did yeah. you experience or, or witness it or do you understand I what happens? I witnessed it more than yeah. experiencing it. Um, there is a lot of stigma behind girls playing sport. Um, you mightn't be perceived as girly, you know, it's maybe not feminine to play. Um, and I think when you're becoming a teenager, that's when you're getting into the makeup, you're getting into the tan and the hair and everything like that. And, you know, maybe girls don't think it's like an attractive thing to play. Now, that's probably a very controversial statement to make. Probably that's not, interesting. But it's, though, I, I, yeah. You know, I remember yeah. that was a lot of it for a couple of my friends. They were like, oh, you know, it's it's that along with then a social life, you know, instead of wanting to go on a Saturday to a game that your parents driving you to, you're going to go to Whitewater for the day or whatever. You want to meet up with the girls. Yeah. It's between social. Uh, there's definitely a social aspect, but there is definitely a stick behind it too um, I think that's really interesting yeah. because I do think the boys obviously they're going through their teenage years as well and I've wondered why it doesn't you know why yeah. they don't peel away or leave it as as much or how, yeah, how it isn't more, quite yeah. as as much of a, an issue as it as it is for the girls and isn't it interesting that you know the difficulty in getting women into football in the first place was because there was this sort of stigma yeah. around that it wasn't a sort of feminine uh, yeah. thing to do and that Definitely. was in the whatever the 40s and 50s that and, was it yeah and, and we're still sort of you think there's still there's a little still bit of, definitely of that a little bit of that um i definitely think that's a little bit of it involved but definitely the social aspect as well um you know meeting up with friends and that type of thing and you know there's you know going out on a on a Saturday maybe to shopping or whatever maybe might be more appealing than maybe being in a bitch in in the muck and the rain I don't know but yeah that's definitely an aspect to it but um I definitely think stigma is a huge thing is, is there something that we can do? What can we do? Do you think to to try and attract more girls into sport? Now I know yeah. I know you're um, you're a big fan of twenty the twenty by twenty campaign. Yeah, as, yeah. as am I. That's what I think is the the kind of the cusp of it is that you know the twenty twenty initiative is brilliant. You know, increasing the you know. Um, media coverage of female sport by 20% by the year 2020. So like if you think about the concept of it, it's it's brilliant, you know, you're only going to play if you can see these girls and I'm not talking about appearances or whatever, but you know, like most girls you, without being, if they're not in the football gear, you'll say they they look like anyone else. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's maybe showing that you can be whoever you want to be away from the pitch and still be a, a good footballer and, and do what you want to do and achieve what you want to achieve on the field. It doesn't matter who you are away from it. Um, and I think by us promoting and showing these young girls, other females playing and, and being successful, being who they are, you know, is the only way they're going to get that participation up, you know. But if you think about the 2020 initiative, like we're asking for 20% of something that has had not much promotion in the first yeah. place. It's yeah. not a hell of a lot yes, either. Absolutely. You know, and it's about doing it right too and doing it in the right way, you know. What do you mean by that, Grace? I, I think like for example a couple of things I probably noticed last year you know people are trying to do it as a tick box you know uh, we'll, we'll pro- post an article about the, the the match that's at the weekend and yeah. you know but like there's there's like one line or something about it now obviously you shouldn't down something that's been yes, someone's any trying improvement at all, yeah. but a little bit of effort goes yeah. a long way you know yeah. you're not going to read that article again if you saw what was posted you know we, ha- we had a bit of a laugh about it on the team um, there was one particular thing that kept being posted for, um, um, article that kept being written by um, I'm not going to say who but um, they were clearly only writing the articles about our games based on what team was put into the paper put into the paper and um, our management put in just one team at the start of the year and for the league they would have changed it okay. you know so they might just put down a false team and then you go play a match and it would actually be the starting team would be named they wouldn't want the opposition to know or they just didn't really you know and uh, this person was clearly still writing the article based off the team from the start of the year and was saying such and such was still playing and hadn't played in that position at all you know okay. you know that's yeah. just a prime example yeah. of yes they were trying to do it for the right reasons but if you are try do it in the right way you know get people so out it needs to, games to be a and, meaningful exercise yeah, and then there's yeah, like there's definitely been like super support from like the KFM. They've been brilliant, you know, they always are. Yeah. You know, you're Joe yeah. McNally, he's super, like he yeah. goes over, he does he does interviews, he's genuinely interested, he's brilliant. You know, that's yeah. one of you know many there's a and number the, of people and the local papers in fairness as oh, well they're brilliant. like you know I mean it's a, even with the, the school games and, and, and stuff like that and you know to have 
the girls yeah. reading about yeah. themselves like they just you know they, they do, do love yeah. it yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's like a huge aspect of it and even the work that like Donal does with the with the page keeps everybody really informed with the L- that's Donal the L- with, yeah with, with the Kildare LGFA page yeah. and like they're yeah. you know that keeps everybody informed yeah. like you know even like you, I know about all the minor games on Saturday do you know yeah. club games yeah. sure when would you have known about that before you Absolutely. know and there's a photo shoot and all those little things they do go a long way and he does share you know if people put up stuff on, on Twitter or on everything. social media like, everything yeah, anything just to promote yeah. the game you know yeah. and I think when we increase it by 50% you know that's when we're really yeah. trying we can't I think the, the key thing is we don't settle now in 2020 with oh great the box is ticked there's 20% media coverage you know, it's not just keep... about the, the coverage. The 2020 is about getting 20% more participation. Participation as well. As well isn't yeah, it? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and 20% more attendance. Attendance. You know? yeah. um, which they got with the with the All Ireland final. Which, which was, was fantastic. You know, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was. You yeah. know, and it is a great day out. And I really highly yeah. recommend it, not just as a person who, who loves, you know, um, obviously love Gaelic football but you know it's a great day out with the kids you know it's not yeah. as crazy as with the men's it's, it's a lovely relaxed atmosphere Is it a better game to watch than the men's? This is the <laughs> Okay I, I just for that I know um, Like I think the way the men's has gone it, you know it's gone very tactical you know yeah. Ladies is definitely more free flowing um, you probably see a lot more kind of the old skills, yeah. you know, the kind of... I think it's fair to say that it's as entertaining That's how as I would perceive it, exactly. It? And a lot of people would say it to you, they go, God, yeah. I flicked on the Tatiji car who yeah. are, you know, great at showing all the games as much as they can. And they're like, I can't believe. And you're like, yeah, yeah like, you know, we are good. You know, yeah. we are. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're as good as men because we shouldn't compare it ourselves. Absolutely, we, I would agree with yeah, you completely. We I think yeah. that's where we don't, like, we kind of, yeah. that's the downfall is when we're comparing to the men. They're completely different. Yeah. You know, their style of play is, is changed and has, has kind of progressed and so is ladies football in its own way you know and, yeah. and it is a very entertaining game to watch you know and and you li- you listen to or certainly I, I get to listen to a lot of parents on the side yeah. who have both boys and girls playing mm-hmm. and they enjoy both equally equally yeah you know? and that's what it's about yeah. it is like you know when we're talking about you know equality in, in the sport and you know women in sport and that type of thing it's not about bashing the men's side either you know yeah. it's I'm not asking for more than lads we're just asking yeah. for I, my opinion is irrelevant of your, your gender you yeah. know you know equal effort deserves equal equal, equal treatment you know and that's I, and I have to say you know in in fairness you know the 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 ladies football mm. as they call it I prefer to call it women's football yes, yeah wouldn't be where it is really without very very supportive coaches for for example so yeah. I really you know when I talk about being sucked in off the off the yeah. sidelines it has been by um you know male coaches Absolutely. who have been generous enough to you know and I've said to them look yeah. at teach me show me tell me tell me what to do you know and they have been incredibly incredibly generous with their their time yeah with you know parents mums the 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 children everything you know so definitely it's not about knocking but it is about just looking at if you have a daughter who's playing sport and a son who's playing sport and they both love the same sport why is it that you know the the boy or the man can mm. progress yeah. more easily and have more opportunities, opportunities and less definitely. sacrifices to make than just because you're a, you're you're a girl. Yeah. And that, that's something that really has to be looked at. Now I know funding is is one thing that mm. that bothers yeah. me. Yeah. Absolutely. How the sport is funded. I really think, you know, if you're talking about 20% more participation and more exposure and, you know, all of the sponsorship and stuff that would that would come from that to actually bring up the the participation to actually get the exposure you need to fi- fund boys and girls football more more yeah, fairly um, absolutely and one thing I became aware of when when I became involved with the um the young girls county football a, a couple of years ago and again you know I was just I was sort of new I'd never experienced sort of county yeah. training and all that sort of stuff before and um you know we had to start going around looking for pitches yeah. And, and I'm not going to name any clubs or whatever, you know, because yeah. I'm very, very grateful to the ones that did loan the pitches. But I know some of the dads were annoyed about the fact that they had to beg for pitches for the yeah. girls to train on on a dry pitch on a Sunday morning. You know that, you know, the pitches were being refused or it was difficult to yeah. get pitches because it was for before because it was for the girls. That was the first time I went, okay, hang on a second. Yeah. You know, as I suppose maybe as a counsellor, I would be aware, you know, you have the National Sports Capital Grant, you have 
Local funding from councillors less and less. More of it is coming through, we'll say, the the leader partnerships, yeah. you know, the rural development programme. So I, as a councillor, when I would have seen applications for, for club funding, you presume that the application is for the benefit of all yeah, the obviously. members of yeah. the club equally. Yeah. So when I realised that wasn't happening... Um, in April, I think it was of this year, I just put a motion forward just to start clubs thinking yeah. nothing too, too difficult, but to have in our applications for any funding from the council, um, just to add in a question asking, can you demonstrate how this funding will be used for the benefit of all your members? Leave it at that. Yeah. No request for 50-50 or yeah. anything like that, but just something so that if it goes back to a club that they go... Oh, lads, we better start looking at how we're how we're Absolutely. using planting our seed. planting the That's seed. The key thing there. Absolutely, yeah. and thankfully, thirteen councillors out of forty. So there was some abstentions and and some people not there on the day. Yeah. But thankfully, we got that through on the day. Now, I'm involved with lead leader partnership, and look. You know, it, it, it would take a group effort as well, but it yeah. would be fantastic if the if the, the funding that was coming from leader partnerships around the country similarly was yeah. planting the, the seeds. You have community finance organisations that fund some of the clubs with bridging loans yeah. and that sort of stuff. I've had the conversation with them and they've said, gosh, we never thought of looking at that yeah. when, the, when the applications come in, and but if, it's something yeah. they're going to look at now. And as for sports capital funding, like if you're getting 200,000 to fund a clubhouse or an extension or put up lights yeah. or, or whatever it might be, surely as taxpayers' money, the girls in your club should benefit should benefit equally, yeah. equally from that as the as the boys. I really I feel really, really strongly about that. You know, there's this whole thing of show us your stripes as part of yeah. the 2020. I think it should be show us the money. That's it. <laughs> like, you know, you know, and when you think about it logically, it absolutely makes zero sense. Yeah. You know how we could be just treated it like unfairly just because because of our gender but I actually do agree with you I think it's simply down to the fact that these people just haven't thought about it you know the people yeah. at the top just maybe aren't yeah. it's just giving yeah. them the benefit of the doubt I here don't maybe. think it's they maliciously intended no, absolutely no. it's just yeah. the way things and have as, been yeah and as you're saying there's a lot of male coaches and I yeah. think that comes down to the fact they have a daughter they have a big background yeah. in GA they've loved playing it they enjoyed it they saw what it gave them in their lives they have a daughter and then they decide to just help out and I think if you speak to them dads they'll tell you like they're yeah. shocked like, and they do they yeah. You know, shocked at the fact that the just the level, the difference is just, yeah. you know, it can be colossal in, in, in a lot of places. And it's it's quite sad. Like, you know, when you think about it, really, it is. And actually, I would have been quite ignorant myself in yeah. terms of the difference. So when I, you know, heard of struggling to buy, you know, new footballs or gear or fundraising yeah. or whatever, I just thought that was the norm. I didn't think it was any different for the boys until, again, traveling around the county, yeah. you start to meet you know, parents, Absolutely dads better. and mm. and moms that are saying, no, actually, it's different for the for, for the boys. Mm -hmm. That's not the same. And you've had those experiences, Absolutely. haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. You know, I suppose the prime example currently with us, at the situation with the Kildare team, we all individually go get sponsored ourselves with maybe a local business. Um, you know, we get sponsored a certain amount of money and that money goes towards us getting, you know, gear, which is, you know, when you're playing intercounty football I think that's a standard you know I think it's a standard requirement you know to, to at least look the part going to a game um, and you know we get our own fundraising for that and then for say an, a simple bonding day you know the rest of the money will go to that um, and when you look at uh, you know I hate comparing it to the lads you know but countless amount of gear you know you know I know they would do a fundraiser here and there but you know we organise fundraiser we organise ourselves but let, like let's drill down yeah. into it a little bit do the the guys have to go off and fundraise themselves for their for their own gear and equipment well they would hold a fundraiser you know they did the boxing I know maybe two years ago or so and uh, you know they participated in the boxing but like a lot of their tickets would be probably sold on behalf of them whereas like for ourselves we're doing a draw this year the quantum draw you know we as players have organised that entire draw to the point where we've organised the tickets being printed, every single thing, the aspect of it being put up on social media, you know, contacting KFM to put it out there, everything like so that. So the time we as elite 
athletes yeah. should be putting into your training Absolutely. is going into yeah. the administration and, and oh, fundraising. Like, yeah, honest to God, it's 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 um it's crazy when you think about like the work that we've had to put in just to to get a bit of basic you know fundraising to have a bus to go to a game you know which is quite a standard thing and you know training facilities wise we are very blessed you know the Osprey um actually are brilliant they offer us free gym membership. yeah give a shout out to anybody that's like, giving I'm tro- I'm yeah, giving them a shout out because like that is I think it's brilliant like Ooh, we have Osprey, free gym yeah. Gym, yeah, yeah gym access um you know they're always lovely when you go in you have the pool and everything like we can do a class if you want um and then we also train in, in Hawkfield predominantly you know we've been training in Hawkfield the last say maybe eight nine years I'd say at this point um you know, and ju- just on on mm, Hawkfield or or Man yeah. uh, Mangard Hawkfield Centre. Yes, Centre yeah, actually, yeah, I think I was incorrect there with my it's yeah. full title. Um, I mean that I, I I just find it incredible that the LGFA pay eleven thousand. Yeah. I think it's roughly around. I stand corrected on that, but something around eleven thousand yeah. euros yeah. a yeah. year to, for the use of the pitches at Hawkfield. Yeah. But only if they're available. Yeah. So like, the pitch mightn't be available yeah. even after paying the 11 grand. Yeah, and when you think about it, it's completely bizarre. You wouldn't go into, you wouldn't buy anything if you didn't get full yeah. use out of it. You know, it doesn't make logical sense. And sometimes what you're, you could be kicked out for, it could be, you know, that's what we call it, being kicked out. Yeah. Uh, it would be for something ridiculous, you know. Um, And, you know, the thing about it is, is we've been there the last couple of years. We train Wednesday, Friday, Sunday in Hawkfield yeah. the last number of years nothing changes on our side um, and then you know for example we're not there Sunday you know and we found it this week and it's difficult for so us to get so you just found out this week yeah, we've that no, you don't have yeah, it this Sunday this Sunday for example and we're the, all trying to contact our own clubs individually yeah. to ask for a pitch sure all the clubs are, are have pitches closed because of the time of year so we can't get pitch a pitch for the for Sunday now look I'm got we train in tomorrow night someone might have found something but like that shouldn't be our and what's concern what's on on Sunday do you mind me asking and it's not um, that we want to pile on on whoever's there on Sunday but no yeah. it is games anyway yeah. and it's obviously yeah. going to be you know the, yeah. the, the, the boys games but like another another example of it is you know I we were in the county final in 2018 and they were held in Moorfield, which is really good facilities. Yeah, you know, I know disrespect, brilliant. Yeah. You know, really good. Yeah, and uh, and it was a really good ladies' football day out. You know, there was a couple of games on and that type of thing, and they had all the finals on. And um, you know, but we were playing in 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 a club that had no stand, and that's no disrespect. You know, but it's the county final. Yeah. You know, you think you'd be at least yeah. in, in Conlitz, and if not, we're paying for Hawkfield. You think you'd be in 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 Hawkfield yeah. with the with the stand there at least, but. Our men were playing in a relegation game in, in Hawkfield while we were playing in a final in a yes. normal, you know, and that's no disrespect. And that's, and that's the senior men playing in a relegation game. But, yeah. but you've also had the experience, am I correct, as a senior where has a 13-year-old's team taken precedence over the oh, senior ladies? Like probably it's an underage games on, on, yeah. on Sunday like that's the reality of it oh absolutely you know and dressing rooms as well you know and you know we've girls that's fine you know I get that they might need a dressing room the underage teams but you know most most people underage probably arrive in their gear we're coming yeah. from work yeah you know we're getting dressed in like a, you know the, the, the canteen that we will be eating it after you know and there's yeah. like the wind you know it's look I, I can't fault like the facilities in Hawkfield, we want to train there because we, we love we love yeah. it over there. It's a great base to have. The pitches are brilliant. They have everything we need. Um, but you just would think if you're paying for something like that, that you would have at least you know guarantee that you're going to at least have it for those days. You know, and and it, I think a good a good test of whether something is fair or not is to flip it around and say, well, if it was the uh, the men's yeah. seniors that that had a game to play yeah. in in Hawkfield and there was under thirteen girls that had a had had a match would it be well, like, accepted if the under thirteen girls prevented the the senior men yeah. from from playing so I think there's definitely a, a long way to go and I, and again and I you know I really want to stress this it's not about men bashing no, or bashing the not. you know yeah. the 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 male players I know there's an awful lot of ca- camaraderie really but absolutely in terms of the structures it's really set up just to make it a bit more well a yeah. lot more difficult it's to just, play it as a as a woman yeah and it's just constant hurdles that you have to overcome yeah. and I just feel like sometimes as players it's something that we shouldn't be concerned about yes. shouldn't be just on our radar you know um, worrying about things like yeah. that you know for example here we are on Thursday night uh, we've a lot of girls who are in college they work part time at the weekends they don't know are we going to be training in a thigh 
and they're coming from Manute, are they going to be back in time for work? Yeah. You know, or vice versa. We don't know where we're going to be in the county on Sunday. Hopefully we get a pitch and we have training. But, you know, it's that's when you think of it like that. It's people's lives. Like it's not just, you know, us getting dropped yeah. here. Like these are we are people who are trying to balance, you know, working and all of these things girls have, you know. So that you can represent your county. So, yeah. And yeah. obviously we love doing it and it's, yeah. you know, it's such a positive thing to do and we love playing for our county, you know, but we, we, we just would like, you know, that little bit of, I suppose it's just respect, you know, um, we're not a second class citizen, you know, it's just yeah. to be treated, you know, on an equal playing field. And that's all we're asking for. Absolutely. Like in Easttown, you know, I hear a lot of girls, you know, um, they come to train and they're like, God, we had to train on, we had to play our championship game last night on the, the training field because the lads are training or something. They had the main pitch. And I just think, oh my God, I'm so lucky to be from a club that we train the exact same nights as the men's, Tuesdays, Thursdays. They have one half the pitch and we're up the yeah. other half of the main pitch because yeah. we wouldn't have, we've kind of a training pitch, but it's not, you know, you wouldn't, it's kind of not great ground or whatever. So we use the main pitch um, and like we're on one half and the men are on the yeah, other. Yeah, so you're treated you know, and, like, and I have to say in fairness, Sarasville's yeah. are f- fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of the, the support that they that they give the, yeah. the girls as well. But it's just not the experience for no. for people in every club around yeah. and a, I think, around the county. Yeah, and I think the biggest key thing is is probably, you know, the LGFA are still obviously a separate kind of body to the, the GA. Um there probably is pros and cons to, to joining. So for people listening, yeah. um, Grace, who might know or yeah. realise the difference between the LGFA and the and yeah. the, the GA, because it is a question that I have, like, is it serving is it serving women well to have the two yes. separate organisations? Yeah. And I remember reading Cora Staunton's, you know, the, the Mayo player, mm. you'd be yeah, very familiar with her. But, um, you know, and, and she she was put that that question in, yeah. in, in the book. And definitely my sense was that it was quite a guarded statement that, that she made, yeah. but that she felt that, you know, it wasn't ideal really having a separate organisation, that it wasn't necessarily the best outcome. Yeah. For women's football. No. And like there probably is the pros and cons. But if you take it down to, let's say, clubs, which is where everything starts, which is where most people play, you know, the idea of having, you know, right, we're all training in the same place. But for example, my club, there is the chairman of our club. There's a full committee there. Then we have a ladies chairperson. Yeah. Which the numbers are quite low. So it's probably a player who could be chairperson in ours, you know, and is trying to do a sectary role and everything like that. And then to go to what what it means then is for the AGM meetings or if we're trying to ask for gear or something, you know, or whatever may be some bit of funding, we have one player go, one one um, representative of our committee will go and be the voice then for the yes. lady side. So you're nearly like Which already quite on a division. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. and it just, it makes no sense really. I know the Camogie are underneath it and underneath the GA umbrella. Um, and like, I suppose maybe the LGFA are worried that by joining that, we might get kind of diluted amongst it all. But like the WGPA, which are the Women's Gaelic Player Association that have been kind of established the last couple of years um, who are created by ex-county players. That's that's who are, who are running. So the difference experience. between the women's, um, the W... The WGPA. GPA, yeah. And, and the, the LGFA is that the WGPA is, is mainly players. Is essentially, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a okay. players organisation. Um, they kind of voice the opinion of the player. That's their main focus. Um, and kind of basically they're driving for, you know, equality and equal treatment and just kind of fairness, really. Um, the men have the GPA, which would be a lot, a lot of people would have known about the GPA, you know, voicing the opinion of the club player. You yeah. know, that was what they yeah. were really pushing for. So it's a similar concept. It's just probably it's just on the, the more county side of things. Um, and in fairness, if you look what they're doing, you know, they were apprehensive by probably joining the, the GPA in the beginning. Well, not apprehensive, but, you know, they were the same as what we're kind of discussing here. The pros and cons, like anything, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and they just, you know, lay down the fact that they, they don't want to be diluted amongst it all. And they want a voice and different things like that. But it definitely is a more positive thing to, to join. And, you know, I think two heads are better than one together, you know, and working together on the same goal. And they the GPA have that respect for what the WGPA are trying to do. So they agreed with that and... I think if the LGFA went in with that approach instead of being so hostile maybe about it. Okay. I think that there definitely could be a really good outcome and I think that that's where it's key is a one club model, you know, where and I know my from, chairman is. And I know from talking to you that you you have great time for people in the LGFA, you know, that have been yeah. hugely supportive as as, as yeah. you told me about, you know, you, know, for, in, you know, for women's sport and you've had female liaison officers who are currently yeah. working there and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's trying to figure out a way forward together, isn't it? That's it, you know, and and trying to get the best result and putting the, I suppose, the player and the future players first, because that's like 
I think where we might get lost in the whole thing is without a player on the pitch, there's no yeah. need for a person on the sideline. There's no need for the yeah. county board. There's no need for any of these things. So that has to be your priority. And until you kind of get that as your main focus, I just don't think we can kind of move forward with it. But like, you know, the LGFA have done great things. You know, we've Little on board who are super. Which has been a fantastic campaign. Oh my campaign. God, a brilliant really partnership. Yeah. Um, and have been very good. It's not just on the front, you know, they, they send out bags of food and stuff okay. like that. Right? You know, they do, they do really good things and different promotions and stuff like that. And their ads are brilliant on TV. You know, I think it's one of the best ads, the little ads, you know, irrelevant of female yeah. or, or male. It's a really yeah. good ad, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I think, you know, there's a lot of positives that, that have been done, but I think why not partner with the GA? They have big funding, you know, there's a lot. Not, it's not just about the money, but the money helps a lot as well, you know. And I think you, you can go too wrong, you know, the WGBA are clearly partnering for a reason with the GPA, you know, so. And and there have been people that called for, for it in the past and it can uh, yeah. be controversial when, when people are calling for it. But at core, I mentioned and Claire Conlon in, in, in Leash has yeah. been calling for it for, for a couple of, couple of years as well. But um, I think the just coming back to the funding side of things, you told me about a fund earlier on, just to give people mm. an idea, just to put in context the difference yeah. between the funding that goes uh, to the men's side and the funding that, that goes to the women. Yeah. The, so the, the 2018, 2019 funding, funding, do you want to tell people a little <laughs> bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the government do a, a funding for, for, so they give, the GA have been getting this for like a number of years. So it's the GA and GPA would, would get this for, for players. Um, and so, in 2000 and I think it was 17 was maybe the first year that we we started to to get it um and last year's figures going on 2019's figures um the uh, so each county team it's 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 split up differently so for the GAA side the men's side they get it per player so where it's like 1,000 euro 1,000 euro per player which works at about 3 million for the GAA's hurling and football and for the women's side last year, we got 700,000, which works out, I think it's about 10 grand, if even, per team. So that's not divided. Now, yeah. to be fair, that's going from we've never got anything. So that 10 grand, and I know with us ourselves, we've utilised that money. We got great things out of it, you know, things we've never had access to. And the fund can only be used for something that you haven't had before. Haven't so had if before. you've had a physio, you can't yeah. then and that's, look for yeah. another physio or pay for that physio. And that was actually put in place by the, the LGFA and the WGPA. They're kind of the people that are kind of heading that. Um, that was put in place by them because they kind of, were, you know, they didn't want county boards or whatever to be saying, right, let's sign off a few debts here, you know, with the physios. They wanted it to be actually utilised and put into players. So they were saying, if you've had a physio before, you don't use it to pay your physio bills. You know, you're able yeah. to, you were able to pay for that before. So why don't you invest it in some other area, you know? And and like, we've got like, you know, sports psychologists and stuff like that from it. And, you know, even video analysis and stuff like that. But you're brilliant. talking about 3 million versus yeah. 700,000. So you're kind of thinking, even yeah. if we had another little bit, like how yeah. much difference that would make if we if, if every team got 20 grand I just think it'd be completely life-changing and, and there is an argument for investing more in women's sport or in women's Gaelic football because it has been so underfunded well, for so long that's how you could look at it you yeah. know you could say nearly we should be getting nearly more now yeah. because we've been neglected literally for the past how many years you know um, and I'm probably a little bit late with this uh, with this question, but I just want to ask you because it came in from Rose Pender on on Facebook yeah. when she knew that you were on because we've 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 touched on it already. But yeah. how would you initiate change in a club where ladies' games are not given the same support from their club as the men's, which is what we're talking about, yeah. i.e., tracksuits supplied, etc. Um, injuries during games where the clubs argue who is responsible financially for operations and physio. Now, we haven't gotten to that level where we've needed operations yeah. or, or anything like that. But is, is that an issue as, as well? It's an issue. Um, I know the LGFA have a kind of process you apply and stuff like that for you get like a form and you apply if you're injured and the referee will sign off that it happened in the game. And you can get the money through that way. Um, I think the issue is, is if that wasn't recorded you okay. know and they'll go with, or if you played on and then that injury is something that's for example I I actually um suffered with a knee injury in 2015 in a club game and I went over my knee and I played on it I didn't know physios didn't really know what was happening you know it was I was kind of passing the test and stuff and I was getting strapped up and um I played on then 
it got just kind of to the point where I couldn't really go on anymore. So it was 10 months later, I eventually went and got a scan, you know, and I found out then there was my ACL, which is obviously, you know, you have to get an operation. And look, I was really blessed at the time in, in I, I was able to get it covered in, in college at the time because I was playing with college as well. But, you know, it was mentioned that, well, look, you, you did play on it. You know, so I don't know, you know, you did play on it for a couple of a couple of months. So I don't know, really, are you going yeah. to be able to go? But I didn't know as well. So kind yeah. of you yeah. could buy about, about arguments, but I don't think it is bad. I know they have an injury fund. I know anyone who's ever gone through it, they've gotten the money. Um, but the, definitely with like the gear and stuff like that and the, the equipment, I definitely think that comes from the one club model. I know some places have that where there's one chairman for the women, the men and everything like that. And it's having the right people there that are passionate to, to fight for it as well. Sometimes there might be dead wood there as the voice for the person. If you feel strongly enough that women need to be treated fairly, if you go in there and you fight your battle fairly, people won't deny you of it. So I firmly not, believe not that. Not to be afraid to yeah, ask. You can't. Yeah. And sometimes it's just about asking. You know, I think sometimes people are afraid to ask. You know, you just got to get out there. And if you feel passionate enough about it, it's why don't you step up and that's how I yeah. feel about it you know yeah. there's no point in talking about applying closed doors if it's something that you feel strongly enough about it like everything we've discussed here it's a no-brainer you know you're talking about yeah. you know every lad getting one grand each you know when our entire team of 33 34 people are getting 10 you know yeah. like if you think about it like that's and again crazy, to bring like. that down into tangibles you were talking about the experience of of being in college and somebody who's playing the same sport as you but he's a he's a he's a man and he's yeah. putting in for expenses for yeah. his, for his expenses. mileage and you were sort of blown away by that i was there oh my yeah like you know mileage like you know to get paid to go what's uh, mileage like yeah. What, yeah like yeah. look and i think we're probably a bit away from that i know that that's something the wgp are working hard to kind of but that comes from more funding you know you can't just yeah. pick it out of the air um, funding is key funding is key really with it all you know yeah. and that's what it comes to it's you know, about funding. putting our, our money where our yeah. mouths are and ensuring that the funding that is allocated is you Being know used. accessible yeah fa- fairly and that will keep girls playing you know that does you know when, when people buy into it you know when people are pushing for you can feel it when you have a management team or whatever that really buy into you you'll stay playing it's the same thing when you see getting getting that top you yeah. know it yeah, means a lot absolutely. like I know it sounds ridiculous like but and, and I have to say again like we, we've been very very lucky with our experience you know with the we were involved in Fela this yeah. year and you know what the coaches did our, yeah. our male coaches and wives and everybody wrote in yeah yeah oh my god it was fantastic been... it really was yeah. so they went up and the senior girls came down and yeah. and spoke to the in, yeah. the in the club and spoke like, to them before they left and it was just a really really positive experience yeah. and heading off on the bus together and now they got to um they had a really good result i, I don't think there had been a, a team in kildare in division yeah. one um since St. Lawrence's, I think about 10 years ago. Um, so St. Lawrence's did the best, I think, ever any any female club did yeah. in, in Kildare. So I think they got to the fight final or did they win the final of the of the the, the cup in yeah. 2010 and then you've had Kilcullen who are just a f- fantastic yeah. club you Leading know light, the the, really. the ladies section there is just mm. flying it and they I think won division two for two years yeah. in, a, in a row and then um Sarsfields you know got to the got to it um this year yeah. and got to the final of the cup so I mean there's you know there's there's some really positive things happening oh God, in women's absolutely. football in yeah. Kildare. But what could we be doing more yeah. in the county specifically? I know we've sort of talked generally about um, women in, in football, but what, what could we be doing more in the county to, you know, we've we went back from, you know, the senior level, mm. went back to intermediate and did very well yeah. at, at intermediate. But what should our ambitions be, I suppose? Like, I think as a county, we're not as far behind as maybe others are, you know, um, and there's some amazing clubs out there. And I think it's about looking at what they're what they do. Like, I think if I don't know, would you be familiar with Kilcock, their pages and stuff, they promote every single team on the ladies side. I'm not, but I'd be looking they're at them They're brilliant, now. Okay. you know, and the their PRO is, I think that's what start, that's what needs to happen. You need to like, like anything, you know, you look at what, what like, let's say Dublin the ladies team that show came out about them on television the girls in blue and what they were doing in the gym suddenly every county team was doing the year later because you, you follow what people are doing you, yes. you follow by example yeah. and yeah. until it's put out there what they're doing you just 
you know, you, you just don't know about it and people just yeah. aren't uneducated. It's I like simply not reinventing think, the wheel. Like you absolutely. just watch what's working for somebody and say, okay, let's and try that. Yeah. As humans, we do it. We kind of follow, you know, we kind of follow what people are doing. You know, one person steps up and we'll, you know. Um, and so I, Kilcock are, you know, so their PRs and that sort of stuff are really getting oh, behind all of the teams, which is a big job. Brilliant. It's a big you know, job, yeah. Brilliant. Um, they even had an event. They were launching um, a kind of a, a new kind of training program kind of scheme for all their underages and I went to it and they did um, they got all the, the girls to put on like um, their jerseys and we all lined out anyway on the pitch on these cones and then this guy came with a with a drone and took a picture overhead of us and it actually wrote out Kilcock Kl- LGFA Wow like and it was like I when I saw it I was like oh my god it's actually brilliant but like these little things you know they go a long way and I think that's what you got to do you, ca- you you have to we need to start putting the likes of what they're doing on a pedestal and let it be like I know there was a PRO for example um, night I think they had one in Kildare this year but that really needs to be promoted we need to really kind of put it in people's faces if it means you go to the club and you do a little example of this is what we need to be doing to promoting ladies football I think that's yeah. what needs to start happening and I know most you know? clubs do have a PRO yeah. and, know, and it is an onerous job because I know oh, they have to try and get I to matches or, or for the life of me, or get I wouldn't or whatever but it really yeah. is that that important it is yeah. it is I think it all falls back to that you know and and the equal I suppose coverage of it and the equal promotion and um and that's what kind of keeps not that I think that definitely keeps girls playing but it's definitely a big element and I think in Kildare it's definitely an area we could improve on because there's some clubs that are just flying ahead there's others that are just kind of in the middle, but then there's a lot of people falling behind and it's just simply down to not being educated. And I think if we created something that it's like, even if it is the Kilcock PRO person that goes around and says, look, this is what we this do, is this is our model. Doing. And even then the coaches go, this is what our model is. It doesn't have to just be about the PRO, but it's about the coaching. They And obviously Kilcullen are another, you know, you could you could put together like... So are we doing a shout out to the LGFA I think, and yeah. Kilcock to Kilcock, get together yeah. and see I what's think, working and roll yeah, it out? And, and even then get like put your heads together with the Kilcullen coaches what like obviously you know I don't know what they're doing out there but it's clearly working like yeah. winning all the division ones underage like that's you know they're yeah. going to be a force to yeah. be reckoned with now in a couple yeah. of years I might retire when they're when they hit we're senior. on the tails now in fairness we're, <laughs> we're not leaving it to them handy but yes no it's you know, you know there's, like, and there's a great rivalry between uh, I can imagine Sarsfields yeah. and Kilcullen which is what's fantastic as that's, well about that's what you want like you about want the county kind of you know and they're all friends at, yeah. at, at county level and that's across sports as well you find a lot more of the girls yeah. now are playing lots of different Different sports Which is good as well. Yeah. 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 I think it's good because you can take different skills from sport from other sports, you know. Um, like, you know, I know a lot of a couple of teams do basketball for their preseason, you know, it's yes. like the hand eye coordination yeah. and stuff like that. Um You can actually nearly pick out the girls that, that play yeah, basketball because they're very good in the air. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I definitely think like that's something that can be so simple that could be put together. It's nearly like a, an all star team of yeah. how to run the perfect you know yeah. run the perfect kind of lady side and I think if you if you get a ride in the club I think that's kind of half the battle yeah. I really do because then it just kind of naturally comes from there you know you get parents on side and they respect it it's about just a, making people aware and getting people on side and kind of you know as you said you really had no kind of clue really about no. ladies football until no. you're, you you children and that happens to a lot of people yeah. and that's until fine but level, we need really, to kind yeah. of start putting it in people's yeah. faces that's how I feel you know not in a in a in a crazy way but just kind of putting it out there you know and you're at, like you were busy as well. Like you're working as a recruitment consultant. Yeah, yeah. So how many days a week are you are you tra- training? And so at the minute, so this side of Christmas, we're f- like kind of four nights. You know, we've um one gym and you know pitch and stuff like that. Um, so Kildare is kind of like four four nights really. Um, and when you're working nine to, to half five, it can be tough because you're just going on. straight. It's yeah, you're just in in awe of the the people that that are doing yeah. it you know that are working and, and giving that level of commitment yeah. to, to, to represent Absolutely. their county it's amazing yeah. and like it's the same you know across the board with male and female we're all doing yeah. it you know because Absolutely. it's not a special sport but yeah. look the way I see it is with with sport you have such a small window to play you know and you got to just really utilise it when you can and that's how I feel about it you know I won't be playing for many more years you know at that level it's hard to keep it up so yeah. it's and what are your what are your hopes and, and dreams for the future what are your ambitions for the future um, I've a number of them. Um, I suppose at the minute it's all football based, prepping on the league, you know, and getting consistent as a team. You know, that was probably a bit of our downfall last year. We had a lot of people coming to games and maybe saying, "Oh, you weren't you seen it out," but that just comes with we've a young panel. A lot of minors have come up, and I definitely think last year has really benefited us. We have a good foundation built, and I really feel that we could push on the league this year. And we really want to get out and of Division Three and get into Division Two. That's definitely like the big if you're looking at the bigger picture goal like up until then that's definitely my my kind of goal then after that then you can kind of revise and focus on championship but at the minute it's it's league but like 
you you want to my my bigger picture goal as a as a as a player and as an individual on the team it's you know I like when I do hang up my boots you know that Kildare is in a better place than when I kind of went yeah. into it that's kind of the, the main kind of thing that's what you want to do you know and do you enjoy being captain or what is it about captain you enjoy or what I are think the, the tough sides or the the pros and cons again I, yeah I would describe captaincy as it's a title you know yeah it's obviously an honor um but at the end of the day you've just played you've it's about playing well and playing a match you know and you know there's a lot of extra kind of added work to it and stuff like that you know going to shoot you know like uh, launches and things like that but yeah like other than that nothing really changes you know it's it's about trying to bring the team together but everybody's trying to do that like everybody is leader in their own right I think sport can give you so much yes as a person um you can, you there's can, an amazing camaraderie yeah isn't there you know going out on really Absolutely. really 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 wet nights during the winter and and that's what know, it is about and pitches and yeah, you know yeah. and it's about that and then it's about you know winning and losing winning losing yeah. you know and you learn probably more from losing yeah. than you do winning but you know it's about then going out in july and your fresh boots on and you know championship ready and you're kind of thinking back oh yeah when we were running up that hill in in the middle of the rain in November or you know at the time it was snowing and we we had a train and you know like there's all those things that kind of bring you together you know um so I do think like obviously captaincy is an honor but it's definitely a title to a degree you know we've so many leaders on the team that you know and there's it's it's a great team there doesn't I think it is a great honor and I think it is a great reflection Mm. on you that the that you're such a popular captain (laughs) as as well you know and you really are like you are the girl that my daughter's sort of getting to shiver up my spine now saying this but you know we started out talking about you know who you were looking up to you know but as I said like my daughters are looking up to you they're you're you're the role model and it's just fantastic that we do have people of your ability and and talent you know as a role model for them so it's fantastic but before we finish up I just you know one thing about the podcast that I'm, I suppose is sort of evolving is that I'm, I'm, I wanted to sort of spark change, you know, yes. to try and get people thinking about about things, yeah. you know, and what needs to change. So, you know, we tell them a little bit about the the topic that that we're discussing. So, really, what we need people to do and what we need to be done is, if we were to synopsize it, is you know, fairer allocation of funding, definitely. Uh, and of the funding that is allocated, fairer access to the benefits of that. Yeah. We want more promotion. And I think that's a really interesting thing that, that you're talking about there with, with Kilcock and maybe the LGFA. Yeah. And I think that's definitely worth worth looking into, yeah. you know, um, and just, you know, equal opportunities for all. So lots yeah. for people to I hope I, I, I've certainly found it interesting and informative and I think we're probably on very similar pages in terms yeah. of you know wanting to see boys and girls That's enjoy it. it equally it just shouldn't know? be about gender in my opinion if you're putting on a jersey and football boots it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy you know we should have it should equal, be about the talent know, and, not the gender yeah and there is a lot of equal opportunities to a degree you know there's scholarships and amazing things like that that you can get but you know and the bigger picture when you look at say funding and just simple things like that I think we all know that there's still a long way to go yeah we're on the right path I do believe that there like yes. I don't believe in my lifetime that I'm going to see you know not my lifetime my, but my career of football yeah. pure equality yeah like in the tennis for example there. yeah but you know I definitely think we're on the right track 100% I'm confident that hopefully if I ever I don't know, go back coaching when I'm retired, it'll be a bit fair for girls wouldn't, and stuff like that. Be, wouldn't that be fantastic? Grace Clifford, captain of the, the Kildare ladies team. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks a million. Thank you.